Can victims of narcissistic abuse acquire narcissistic personality disorder themselves? I'd like to say impossible. They can, however, um, have narcissistic traits. Um, you can't really take away from the formula that's created from some childhood wounds and some things that are developmentally and fundamentally built in order to have narcissism per se. But a lot of times you do see out of defense, um, some people have, um, they are mimicking some behaviors that they were like in a very long-term behavior. And those things, um, when you go unchecked without therapy or a good solid network, you, you know, those traits can come through. So, but actually like actually having, um, narcissistic personality disorder. No, that's good to know. That was actually, when I saw that question, I was like, that's a good question. And I would like to, know the answer to that myself when it comes to like a parent child relationship um can it be passed down that way is that like something that's genetic or can it be a learned behavior or is that something where like a child sees how a parent acts and they can either choose to not be like that or choose to be like that how is that does that differ in a parent child relationship you run the risk of it all um anytime that you have like the parent child relationship you've got environmentally and then you also have um genetics that play a part if there's any other um like comorbid mental health issues that are there so a lot of times you have the child who becomes an adult who questions the behavior and those who eventually kind of in a healthy way, um, detach from that parent-child relationship or parent-adult-child relationship. And they begin getting some therapy and an insight, and they are outside of the environment where they are able to weigh normacy versus dysfunctional. A lot of times in the narcissistic abuse system, which involves the narcissist, their family, which is their mother, their siblings, their sisters, um, and other people who are part of this environmental system, a lot of people don't ever get outside of the system to really notice where there is actual dysfunction. So when people are able to break free from that and they have what we call in counseling individuation and they are able to find whom they are as um, their own individual person. And then you just start getting these little charms. You start seeing what's going on. Um, genetically, um, more so like environmentally, a lot of it is learned behaviors you know it it structures how we emotionally adapt and respond to um other people's emotions environment it, it it's it's all adaptive like and and it's all very systemic um one weighs on the other whether it's your environment how you see a parent or a grandparent or a sibling respond to something emotionally and the biggest thing is is do not shut somebody down emotionally you know, like you don't tell somebody, don't cry. Like I remember I, I used to, I, there was an aunt that stop crying or I'll give you something to cry for. I'm crying because it hurts. You know, they wouldn't do it to me. I'd watch it with like my cousins. And it's like, they're crying because it's valid to what's going on in their body. So when we are shaped and conditioned 
over and over and over not to respond to something that we feel, we then begin to have this superficial response to a hurt feeling. And sometimes that superficial response, it, it, it becomes enraged and it only responds in, in a form of anger um, or lashing out or the most popular is belittling. So you have to kind of diminish or um, belittle somebody in, in just your commentary to make them kind of second guess themselves. And it kind of puts you on top like that. And then that's how it just boils over. So Good to know. I, I now like pay close, not pay close attention, but I always catch when somebody's telling like a child to stop crying. And I always think to myself, I feel like they, there's a valid reason why mm-hmm. they're crying. So I'm not a fan of stop crying because that's how I grew up. Mm-hmm. And so now I actually have a hard time expressing my emotions because I don't like to cry in front of people because I was told my whole life, don't cry about that. Mm-hmm. Well, what can I cry about? Yeah. <laughs> I can't cry what, about. What's allowed? Yeah. What's allowed? And I will tell you to a narcissist, what's allowed is only when I and controlling or manipulating that emotion in you. So don't cry over anything unless it's over me. That's crazy. Today, I wanna ask you guys something very important. I'm asking you guys to share your story. It's so important that we have other women and men that are able to share their story. Narcissistic abuse is emotional abuse. It's mental and psychological. And what we're trying to do here is educate other people as far as how to recognize some of the behaviors that are affecting people and they don't even know. Or if they're in their healing journey, like you and several of our other viewers are trying to get past, we really need you sharing your stories so that someone can relate. Your story and your walk and why you went through what you went through is really to help other people. We would really love if you could contact us and share your story and be willing to be bold and educate, encourage, and empower other people who have had to walk in this situation or who have nowhere to turn like once you and I have been. Please contact us, email us at lifeoflivingabundantly at gmail.com. Thank you.